Welcome to a Thursday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. Talking about Kelly Oubre today and what went right, what went wrong, and if the Warriors can sign and trade him this summer, I have some trade ideas ready to go for you. But first, Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sport book. It gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get right into it. We're going to talk about why Kelly Oubre wasn't a great fit for the Warriors. Get to some trade ideas later on. I know you guys love those. But let's start by talking about what the Warriors hoped Kelly Oubre would be for them this season. Now, by now, we know what went down, right? Clay Thompson goes down with the Achilles injury. The Warriors, they're, they have this trade exception available, as I reported uh, back in November. They were not going to use that trade exception had Clay not torn his Achilles. But that happens. Freak injury, catastrophic injury to Clay, catastrophic to the Warriors, puts uh, submarines any playoff hopes or, or, or title hopes that they had. But they make the move anyway for Kelly Oubre in order to remain competitive. So they hoped that Kelly Oubre who was traded traded from Phoenix to Oklahoma City, then Oklahoma City to Golden State. They they get him for a loosely protected first-round pick, top 20 protected. That ended up uh, staying with the Warriors, who conveys as a second-round pick later on. Um, they, they get Kelly Oubre for that, for basically nothing, okay? It amounts to a second-round pick. They, so Oubre, in the last year of a contract— this is a marriage of convenience. The Warriors were not particularly interested in getting Kelly Oubre before Clay got hurt or using the TPE at all. I think that there was an understanding going in that Oubre could be a little bit of an iffy fit, but he plays fast. He's a volume scorer. These are things that the Warriors needed, right? You need points when Clay Thompson goes down. You want to play fast because the Warriors all along said that they were going to be playing fast with. Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, who they took sec- who they were going to take second overall, who they did take second overall. Uh, Oubre kind of fit into that, into that idea. The problem was that he couldn't fit alongside Steph Curry. We'll get into some numbers and why that was exactly a little bit later on. But Kelly Oubre finishes the year 15.4 points per game, 44% shooting Overall, 31.6% from three-point range, six rebounds, 1.3 assists, all in 30.7 minutes per game, over 55 games, 50 of which were starts. Had a 40-point game in a 31-point blowout win in Dallas. That was the high mark of his season, okay? There were plenty of low marks, especially early on. He missed the first bajillion three-pointers that he that he took. Uh, you know, that, that early swoon got a lot of people talking about Kelly Oubre being a bust for what you paid for him, uh, trade him, bench him, all these things. He ends up bouncing back. That Dallas game in particular was uh, one of those turning points in his year. And there was a moment there where he was outplaying Andrew Wiggins, right? We all remember that. And look, I said this in the early early on in the season. Oubre is going to get back to the mean when it comes to shooting. He's kind of a career 31, 32% three-point shooter, not a 0% three-point shooter, okay? So I was saying... All along, 
just wait because there's going to be a rise to the mean here and then everybody's going to be writing about how Kelly Oubre snapped back, how he never lost confidence, how he might be a keeper for the Warriors. And a couple months into the season, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And then after that, a lot of up and downs, right? Big down, big up, hills and valleys, etc. Things start to level out a little bit more. A good game here, a good game there, a bad game here, a bad game there. Relatively good defense, though I think early on it was a little overstated how good he was. All these things. And then he gets hurt. There's the wrist injury. Uh, you know, he ends up getting sent to the bench at some point. But that's kind of what, and that, that's basically Ubre's season in a nutshell. So was he what the Warriors hoped he would be or expected he would be? I think in a lot of respects he was. There is an, if they really liked Kelly Oubre, they would have traded for Kelly Oubre before Clay Thompson got hurt. They would have done. There was an, there was knowledge and acknowledgement from this front office that he wasn't a perfect fit. He wasn't an ideal fit. But hey, you got to replace Clay Thompson with somebody, and there just wasn't a whole lot of somebody's out there. By the time Clay got hurt, and when Clay got hurt, you ask people in the Warriors front office, they thought they were getting Marcus Hall. They thought they had a shot at Nick Batum. They thought they had a shot at some of these guys. Clay gets hurt. Those guys don't want to come to Golden State anymore. Their options were limited. Kelly Oubre was available. And they were and they used, they had the trade exception to burn. So they used it. They got Oubre. Was it perfect? No. But I don't think they expected it to be perfect. I don't think they did. Uh, he ends up getting benched. We'll talk about why that was. We'll talk about the biggest factor in Oubre getting moved to the bench here in a little bit. But first... I want to tell you guys about Stat Hero. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game's rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time, and you don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head. Fantasy matchup. Uh, you name your stakes. Winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You're in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be, one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. Support for today's show comes from Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good, and unlike most candy bars, it's good for you. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight, while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great if you're on the keto or another low-carb diet, or if you're trying to put on muscle. They have nine different flavors available now, and they're always creating and releasing new exciting flavors. Built Bar has been with us for a long time, and I've been eating Built Bars for a long time. I love my Built Bars. In fact, I just had one, the raspberry, chocolate-covered raspberry one. I bought a whole box of those. 
Love to have them. It's a good way to give me the boost I need to finish up my work day. And like I said, Built Bar has been friends of the show for a year now, and we appreciate the partnership that we've built over that time. So support the show by supporting those who support us. That's all we ask. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED1515, and you'll get 15% off on your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So Kelly Oubre never could quite figure out how to play alongside Steph Curry. Okay, the Warriors were outscored by 0.8 points per game when Curry and Oubre shared the court together. But they were, but but the Warriors then outscored opponents by 4.6 points per game. When it was just Curry without Uber, that's more than five points per game better with Curry playing without Kelly Oubre. All right? And I have always said this about Steph. He's a great teammate. He's great to play with. But he can be hard to play with. If, if you're the wrong sort of player, it can be very difficult playing with Steph. What Steph does, all these things that we know Steph to do, changes the geometry of the game, all breaks the game, all these things that we talk about, uh, when we're talking about Steph, that's hard to play with sometimes. I mean, these guys growing up from AAU in high school, going all the way up into the NBA, the game of basketball has certain geometries, certain shapes, certain patterns. And Steph breaks all of those, and that's why he's one of the greatest to ever do it. But if you've never played with somebody like that, and chances are you haven't, then it takes a minute to figure out. And that's why you see Kelly Oubre kind of looking around early in the season saying, I don't know when to set this pin down screen. I don't know when to get out of the way. I don't know when to clear out of the weak side or the, or what, or, or even the strong side. I don't know when to move out of the corner. I don't know when to cut because I don't know what you're doing. Because Steph Curry is out here whizzing around multiple screens, going around the three-point arc, like, and just looking for spots that are open in the defense. And look, if you play with Steph, you make room for Steph. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm just saying it could be hard to do that because you don't know where he's going to be next. Just like that's difficult for the defense, it could be difficult for his four other teammates. And that, by the way, is what makes his partnership with Draymond Green so impressive is that Draymond knows exactly where Steph is going. And the and during those dynasties, Andre Godala knew, Sean Livingston knew, all the centers like Zaza Pachulia and before him Andrew Bogut, David West, those guys knew where, where Steph was going to be. Klay Thompson knows where Steph is going to be. But if you're new here like Kelly Oubre is, you don't know where the hell this guy is going to end up. And it takes a while to figure it out. It took Andrew Wiggins a while to figure it out. He did. Kelly Oubre got better at it as the year went on. Never was the perfect fit. And then that's why you saw him move to the bench, right? Now, he had that left wrist sprain. He comes back from it. Uh, the Warriors move him to the bench. He comes off the bench for five games. He gets hurt. That, that lingering thing gets hurt again, re-aggravates the left wrist injury, never plays again during the regular season. Uh, and... and but but before those injuries, he was thriving in that bench role. He he got moved to a reserve spot. Kent Bazemore replaces him as a starting shooting guard because, of course, Bazemore and Steph have a relationship. I'm sure they hooped together over the summers and stuff like that. Obviously, Bazemore and Steph played together years and years and years ago uh, before Steph was really Steph. So I don't even know how much that actually helped uh, Bazemore. But there's a relationship there. Kent Bazemore has been a role player. He's played on ball movement teams in Atlanta and things like that. So he has more of an awareness of how to play within that kind of ecosystem than Kelly Oubre did, right? And it's not just Oubre who struggles with that. You're seeing a guy like Eric Paschal, who we talked about uh, on yesterday's exit interview, 
struggling to find his place in the offense. It can be very difficult. And when you figure out how to play with Steph, it can be extremely rewarding, like you've seen for Draymond Green, like you've seen for Andrew Wiggins recently. But when you can't, sometimes it's just you're not meant to play on a team with Steph. And we've seen, all, we've seen that in the past too. Guys like Nick Young and Kelly Oubre now. Uh, you're just seeing uh, situations where, hey, you know what? This kind of system isn't for me, and I'm going to move on. And I think that's ultimately what will happen with Kelly Oubre. I do believe that he will ultimately be, that he'll ultimately move on as an unrestricted free agent. Now, he's been very open about wanting to start somewhere. And you look at the places that he's been before, he's, at, he's, he's had opportunities to score. He's had opportunities to be the volume scorer and do the things. And he's said in, in no uncertain terms, he thinks he can start in this league. And he's probably right. He's good enough. All the limitations that he has, all the inefficiencies, he's still a valuable player, super young, super athletic, can put points up, which is not, it's not efficient, but it's still a skill. And just getting those shots up is a skill. And he's pretty good defensively. And I think his defensive energy and just the energy with which he plays uh, throughout the course of a regular season could be very valuable to a team, uh, you know, over 82 games. That stuff matters. Uh, his rebounding matters. His offensive rebounding matters. All those things matter. But uh, I don't think he's a long-term fit for the Warriors. They could try to sign and trade him. And that would be the one way to not lose Kelly Oubre for nothing. And that's what we're going to talk about next here on Locked on Warriors. Today's episode is brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now, and it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, even at the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. And right now... Locked On Podcast Network listeners can go to lucy.co and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co, C-O, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONNBA. All right, it's the time of the show that you guys have been waiting for. Trade ideas. Let's kick some around. So the sign-and-trade concept in general, I get asked about this all the time. Uh, what can the Warriors get for Kelly Oubre in a sign-and-trade? But before we get to those types of deals, just a, a brief explainer about what exactly is going to be so difficult about this sign-and-trade. There's this idea out there that I'm getting in my mentions and things like that that, hey, just sign and trade him to Indiana. Sign and trade him to this team or that team. It's that simple. Facilitating a sign and trade, the Warriors facilitating a sign, it's going to be really difficult. Okay, this is not just trading a player. All right? They don't have ultimate say in what they want to do. They can't just send him 
to Charlotte like they did with Brad Wanamaker. They can't just send him to San Antonio like they did with Marquise Chris at the trade deadline. Kelly Oubre is an unrestricted free agent. He has authority of what he wants to do. If he doesn't want to work with Golden State to facilitate a, a sign-in trade and would rather take it upon himself to decide where he wants to go, then he can do that. All right? So it requires not only buy-in from Kelly Oubre, but a buy-in from the other team to, want to, to, to even want to do a sign-in trade. Right? Because do they want to have to give up assets in order to get Kelly Oubre if, that's, if they need to do that? Do they want to hard cap themselves in order to acquire Kelly Oubre? You know, the Warriors hard cap themselves to get D'Angelo Russell, but D'Angelo Russell, as flawed as he is, much better player than Kelly Oubre is. I don't know that Kelly Oubre is the kind of player you hard cap yourself for. Now, if you're a team that doesn't have the cap space to just sign Kelly Oubre outright, because Oubre probably makes about $10 million, anywhere between $10 and $15 million per year. That's my guesstimate of what he'll make this offseason. If you're one of these teams that doesn't have the cap space to sign him, then maybe you do explore the sign and trade. But then you still need Kelly Oubre to want to play for you, right? Like Indiana doesn't have the cap space to sign Kelly Oubre. But does Kelly Oubre want to play in Indiana? Something about his personality tells me probably not. And it's not like Indiana has the starting small forward spot to give away, right? They've got TJ Warren there. They've got Karis LeVert there. They've got Jeremy Lamb there. So there are places where he might want to play. It's why the Knicks rumors recently make a lot of sense. That report that the Knicks and Ubre have uh, they, they have a mutual interest uh, this offseason. That makes sense, and the Knicks have been a team that I've been kind of circling as a potential Ubre destination for months now because they very clearly have a spot open at small forward. Kelly Ubre, again, knowing Kelly Ubre, the little that I do, seems like Manhattan might be the place for him. He's you know, he wants to get into fashion and stuff like that. I mean, nowhere better to be than than New York City, right? Um, the, and, but the Knicks have a ton of cap space and not a lot of place to use it at, in. Kelly Oubre can make a lot of sense. And if they sign Kelly Oubre outright, they'd still have a ton of cap space. So they're not going to be that motivated to facilitate a sign-in trade because they could just get Oubre and not have to deal with those difficulties. And even if they did want to do a sign-in trade, it's not like the Warrior, It's not like the Knicks have a lot that the Warriors would want in that kind of situation, right? They, they're mostly a bunch of expiring contracts. That's why they have so much cap space in the first place. They're not gonna, you're not getting R.J. Barrett or Julius Randle for him. Forget that. I don't know. Mitchell Robinson, you're not getting Mitchell Robinson for Kelly Oubre. Maybe you can create a trade exception by just moving him into the Knicks cap space. The only reason the Knicks would want to do that is if they want to maintain Oubre's bird rights. But I don't know that they want to. We'll see. Uh, there's other teams that could take uh, Ubre into cap space that might want to do a sign and trade in order to keep Ubre's bird rights, and then that would in turn create a trade exception for the Warriors. You look at the Knicks, I look at the Orlando Magic, who have an open spot at small forward, and then the Chicago Bulls, who could use a guy like Kelly Ubre if they want to play up tempo with guys like Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic, if they're looking for you know a small forward, a wing to pair with. Uh, uh, Levine and Vucevic there. Uh, those teams have a ton of cap space so they can just absorb Kelly Oubre and sign him outright as an unrestricted free agent. But if they wanted to get his bird rights, if they wanted to do a sign and trade for whatever reason, they probably could do it. And those are teams that I could conceivably see Kelly Oubre wanting to play for. But what about players? Uh, I've got some ideas here. New Orleans. Could you sign and trade Kelly Oubre to New Orleans? I know that there was those Lonzo Ball rumors earlier in the year. Uh, I don't think that that's 
realistic at this point. But could you trade Kelly Oubre for Eric Bledsoe in a sign-and-trade deal? Eric Bledsoe had a bad year for the Pelicans, but, you know, 34% three-point shooter, not great. Kind of would be like that Andre Iguodala type, long, rangy defender, ball handler kind of guy, veteran, uh, has had some playoff runs. Again, he hasn't been—he didn't play very well for New Orleans, uh, has been a non-factor in the playoffs for years, but you wonder if the Warriors think that they can get more out of him, especially if he's playing a backup role, not being leaned on the way that Milwaukee leaned on Eric Bledsoe for years. Uh, could you bring him off the bench? Would he thrive in small ball lineups with Steph and Clay? He can conceivably play in lineups with those guys because he's so rangy as a defender. So that could be one option. The Miami Heat could use a guy like Kelly Oubre potentially. And Andre Iguodala has a $15 million a year play, uh, uh, team option. You know, the Heat could pick up that team option in order to just trade Iguodala, and, uh, who would be on an expiring deal. Uh, Iguodala, I'm sure, would welcome a return back to Golden State. He, he lives still, and he still has a home in California. So uh, maybe Iguodala, but I just, again, I don't know how motivated the Warriors are for an Iguodala reunion. As much as they may welcome it, Iguodala is far from the player that he was during those finals runs. A couple of ideas, Minnesota for Ricky Rubio. You know, how, how do the Timberwolves really want to do business with the Warriors again after getting fleeced in the Andrew Wiggins swap? I don't know, but Ricky Rubio, kind of same thing as Bledsoe, not a great outside shooter, but a good ball handler, good defender, high basketball IQ player. Uh, I love his fit. He's the guy that I thought the Warriors should have targeted with the original trade exception. Uh, you could do worse than circling back with that now. Um, and then Portland for Derek Jones Jr. Not super sure what the logic would be. Portland, you know, theoretically could have a spot open at small forward if they're trying to make some moves to juice up that starting lineup and, and keep Damian Lillard. Derek Jones Jr. is kind of a poor man's version of Kelly Oubre. Maybe a little bit better defensively. Obviously not as good offensively. Uh, but if you're the Warriors, you'd be, you know, Taking a, you'd be saving a little bit of money because Derek Jones is under contract for nine or ten million dollars. You and you wouldn't be losing Kelly Oubre for nothing. And Portland can't sign Kelly Oubre outright if they wanted to try to go out and get him or any other starting caliber small forward. So maybe something like that could be in the works with Portland. Um, but those are my trade ideas. That is my Kelly Oubre exit interview. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayareanewsgroup.com. Now get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport. With the help of our local experts, follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And then make sure to join Locker Room. Later today, I'll be going live with Bram Hillsman of Warriors Huddle. Uh, at noon over on the Locker Room app. We're going to be taking some Warriors questions. We're going to be talking about some Warriors things. We're going to be talking about whether or not Clay Thompson can return to form and a whole bunch of other offseason stuff. So check that out. Thanks for checking this out. Thanks for listening.